Sci-Fi for Me presents Jason Hunt, Timothy Harvey. This is the H2O Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the H2O Podcast, where we talk about all sorts of things, some of which might interest you. Things and stuff. Things and stuff. Some of which might actually be on topic every now and again. I make no promises. Right. Uh, Anyway, welcome, everyone. Thanks for joining us. My name is Jason Hunt. And I'm Timothy Harvey. And we are presenting to you tonight a corollary to last week's uh, topic. Uh, We were talking about, last week we talked about finales that didn't quite, didn't quite make it. Didn't quite, oh, 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 hey, I gotta, I gotta say, we, we have talked about this before. I, I saw this today. I have news there is news, and it'll be on uh, Saturday's Good Morning Multiverse. But did you see the news? We are getting an Ultra HD crawl. Oh, nice. Yes, for the 40th <laughs> anniversary. That tracks. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, that uh, uh, the Disc Father over on Twitter posted that today. We're going to be getting a 40th anniversary Ultra HD 4K Blu-ray of Krull. I'm, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to that. Because we finally got an Ultra HD player. Which... I have to use an adapter now to plug it into the surround right. sound area. I was like, oh, really? <sighs> And it's it's really a weird thing because, all right, so the Ultra HD, the only output port is an HDMI. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Really? <coughs> Which means that I can't plug it into my surround sound because my surround sound is old enough. It's all RCA ports, right? Right, right, sure. So I had to get an adapter. Mm-hmm. And the HDMI goes into the adapter, and the adapter goes out to the RCA stuff. Which means now, for whatever reason, I'm assuming that I have it all connected properly. Now I have to dial the volume up a lot on the surround sound, and I don't know that I'm quite getting the surround sound. So I'm like, well, mm. I'm going to have to fiddle with it. So right. anyway. Yeah. All right. So last week we talked about finales that didn't quite land right. This mm-hmm. week we're going to do the opposite. We're going to talk about those. Series finales, and I guess you could you could extend that to film series. You know, the last movie in the series, mm-hmm. maybe. But what does that mean anymore? <laughs> well, um, Return of the Jedi would be one um, because it's the last of the six, and uh, I, I don't I don't know. I guess your Harry Potter. I mean, your Harry Potter movies. Uh, yeah, sure, James- sure. I mean, 
and and considering the Star Wars films, I mean, they 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 traveled in packs of threes. Yeah. So really, looking at the third one of any of them um, is is something you could do. And and I think to some degree, if you wanted to, I mean, the Star Trek films, you really couldn't do that. No. Um, although, like we've talked about before, even though you're not inclined to watch it at all, the best of the J.J. Abrams Star Trek films was the third one, which had the lowest box office. Right. So, I mean, and that, and admittedly, that's my opinion, but frankly, I felt they finally got the tone right, and but people were burnt out by the first two. So, you know, that's yeah. congratulations. This I really enjoyed this movie. It's a shame you. Yeah, lost your audience along the way, um, but yeah, I mean, you could certainly do that. I I actually want to lead off with one that that is potentially divisive. Oh, that's yes. Let us let us stir up some drama and controversy, shall we? Well, probably not drama and controversy, but I think it's also going to be a question of your mileage may vary based on taste. No, 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 no. So, the way you present this, you must stir up drama and controversy, Tim. That's what the internet is all about these days. Which is why the internet is a <laughs> place that really needs a good scrubbing. Um, yes. the, the end of season three of Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks the Return was the overarching arc. And and if you're not if you if you did not see the 18 hour movie that David Lynch made, mm-hmm. um, because there really are not like, you know, each episode just sort of stops yeah. and then starts. And it's it's David Lynch all the way down. I mean, it's it's exactly what you would expect from him because of the style that he that he's always been a unique filmmaker. And Twin Peaks is a very unique show and always was. So when the show came back, it was odd from the beginning, mm-hmm. but the whole thing loops back around. And so there's, even if we never get anything else from the Twin Peaks, you know, from Lynch and, and those actors playing those parts, and, and that's where the story ends, it actually, on a big scale, is a show about trauma. From beginning to end, and the and, and what it does to people, and it's really really interesting, but it's also an ending where, uh, I guess spoilers spoilers, um, the heroes don't win, and they're left in a very strange space. But it's one hundred percent David Lynch ending. Yeah, and it's just you. I, I was watching it, going, I really really like this. I would love there to be another season. But if this is where it ends, this is surreal. And that is almost exactly what you want out of this show and its ending. See, you know, I, as, as, as you're talking about that, I'm sitting here thinking, okay, cause we, we had talked about last week, you know, the, the, the finales that fell flat. I mean, it's just, it just left you like, eh. But I, I think if we sit there and say series finales, you could probably extend that to last episodes that are not necessarily the finale because they didn't know that they were going to be done. And <laughs> well, and here's okay. This ha- This is the last episode, and and you know it's still. 
Right. Well, I mean, Twin Peaks is an example of that because, of course, second season, it got canceled. There are plans for a third season in the original run. Yeah. Although David Lynch was like dragged kicking and screaming into making a second season. Um, he, w- he was content with the first season. But that you didn't do one season and be done back in the day. Yeah. Right. You right. kept going as long as you could. So you get to the end of season two, and again, spoiler alert for a decades-old TV series. Now you're talking um, right now. You're talking about the original. Twin I'm talking Peaks. about the original the first, series, right? First run, yeah. Yeah. So the second the second season comes to an end, and it ends on a cliffhanger, with Agent Cooper being possessed by the demon Bob, David Lynch. Yeah. Hmm, yeah. Demons. I'll call this one Bob, um, and <laughs> and it is. It is a uh, pure nightmare fuel for this audience who's seen basically because in this in this strange town with murder and and supernatural weirdness underneath everything, Dale Cooper and his love for coffee and pie and his his rigid, upright, um, you know, noble FBI agent um, is like, the core of this show and the final moments of this, of this second, the last episode of season two, he's possessed by the monster who killed Laurel Palmer. Mm. And that show show's done. And then it's, you know, decades go by. And then because it's David Lynch, he sat there and went, well, if I'm going to do that, let's make an 18 hour movie. And that's what he did. And so it's one of those things where he has expressed no real interest in making another season. So for all intents, and maybe he'll change his mind, but for all intents and purposes, this is the ending he intended for this story. And it is delight to me. To me it, it fits the overarching story of everything. Right. And it's also exactly the kind of ending you would expect david lynch to look at you and go yeah (laughs) (laughs) but i also know that if somebody were still somebody who who maybe came in late or wasn't i mean because i'm old enough to watch i'm old enough to have watched twin peaks on television when it was new yeah right um and so i've been carrying that information and and i'm a david lynch fan so i've watched his movies and so i'm i'm familiar with and i've seen fire walk with me that was the the prequel movie and so this is he's this this kind of storytelling is completely in my wheelhouse when it comes to david lynch so this kind of ending is really kind of satisfying even though i i would like our heroes to win um but for somebody else they could be looking at this and going, "What did I just watch?" <laughs> and I can, and, and and their their perception of that, I I couldn't say is isn't valid because it's a lot. Lynch asks a lot of the audience, right? He trusts his audience. He trusts his audience in a way that very few people do, because he's like. I'm going to have everything this entire episode with the dialogue backwards and you're going to follow along. And then he does it and you're like, okay, <laughs> you know, I mean, he, cause he's like that. So, so yeah, I mean, it's, I think it's, it's an ending that is incredibly, it's incredibly powerful for the, for the whole story that has been told over these three seasons. 
but it may also leave you deeply dissatisfied if it doesn't hit for you. No. You know? Well, and I think, I think the other, the other aspect of that is if you, you talk about, you know, used to be shows that would go on and, you know, as long as they could, you sometimes get to the point where the finale, the last episode is like, Oh, finally, you know, it's just like, we finally get to the end. I mean, well, can you imagine what's going to happen with the last episode of law and order? I mean, the last episode of Law and Order is going to be some big worldwide media event when it ever happens, if it ever happens. Well, but the, the, the thing is, is that Law and Order has so many spinoffs and or has had spinoffs and right. it's going to continue to have spinoffs. And what it's it's yeah. like The Walking Dead. When is it over? When there are no more Walking Dead shows. Right. That's why I say the very last episode of any Law yeah. and Order. That's going to be a, yeah, that's going to be a but, huge but, thing. But Jason, which is, which is going to come first? <laughs> that or the heat death of the universe? Yeah, I, they're going, they're, they're neck and neck right now. I'm I mean, sure. you know, the, the, you know the, 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 the credits roll, the universe yeah. comes to an end. Okay, fair. All right. <laughs> well, and, and, you know, it's. What, what. What counts as satisfying, though? I mean, oh, well, because it's like it's, it's subjective. Like you're sitting there saying, you know, this ends in a weird spot, which is classic David Lynch. And people who don't understand David Lynch as a filmmaker, they'll look at it and go, ha, ha, ha what? And right. there are pe- there are some people out there <clears throat> who shall remain nameless who actually sit there and say, you know, I, I kind of like the ending of Lost. Sure. And, and the thing but, is, is that, it, look, I think that it's, there's a certain, uh, I mean, look, there's a subjectiveness to this for mm-hmm. all of it, right? And and I can appreciate what they were trying to do with the ending of Lost. I can appreciate what the goal was. I can see elements of it. And I can still sit there and say, you didn't stick the landing because the last six episodes leading up to this, you didn't necessarily play fair with your audience. And I don't have an issue. I don't have an issue with a storyteller pulling the rug out from underneath the audience. If it works. Yeah. And, and I feel that there's, there's such a pivot in in the finale of Lost that it, it it's not it's too confusing, and I realize that saying that after I'm talking about really loving uh, the ending of a David Lynch show, mm-hmm. uh, which is confusing by default and intention, um, but he does it on purpose, right? The the folk the the ending of Lost and again what they were trying to do that's great and wonderful how well that's going to hit for you is going to be personal yeah and but the 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 sheer number of people who got to the end of Lost or the end of Battlestar Galactica and sat there and went did did we run out of paper was was I mean was this, was this the end of the Notebook. And you couldn't buy a new one to right. keep writing the script. Right. I mean, it, th- there there are definitely folks it's still going to appeal to, and they're still going to enjoy it, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. That's absolutely fine. And again, again, you know, if there's if there's something on in the episode we talked about last week where we're like, this was not a good ending, and you like that thing, okay. 
And yeah. some of the stuff we're going to talk about tonight, if you're like, oh, that was not a good ending. You know what? It wasn't a good ending for you. And that's okay. Well, and and the two that I've got just right off the top of my head are the in, the the finales for Star Trek The Next Generation and Star Trek mm-hmm. Picard. Yep. They're, they're of a piece. Uh, Terry Metalis does a really good job of, of the... You know the nostalgia, the member berries, and the hey, hey, look! You know it's it. Like I said before, Picard season three is next generation's greatest hits, mm-hmm. and the ending of both of those is pretty satisfying on a number of levels. There's still you know you, you get some quibbles and some things, well, but sure. but the ending of those two shows are really solid. Let's deliver the story, and and everybody gets their their moment, and the fans get what they want for the most part, and and everything everything works, and everything wraps up, but it also sets up something coming. Right. So yeah, Picard season three sets up a future that should that be continued. You've had enough time with these characters. Mm-hmm. And potentially some legacy carries. I mean, you got you got seven and 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 other potential legacy characters who could show up. But if you wanted to do the next next generation, mm-hmm. yeah, it 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 establishes these characters strong enough that you are like, okay, I I I can be all right with finding out what happens to this person next. Yeah. Yep. By the way, um, I will I will say that I I admire the fact that you have your cat trained to clean the floors. <laughs> so a friend of mine uh, uh, passed away at the, uh, early this year, and I inherited a lot of his stuff. And um, in in the many boxes are some some costumes and um, some wigs. And I did not close the box tightly enough. <laughs> And a small cat managed to get her paws in there, and she acquired um, a wig, and that's actually a beard. Um, <laughs> a beard. And, uh, she, um, I, she seems she's been having fun with it, so I just let her have it. Uh, but yeah, it's it's uh, it's nice. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, all you got to do is just let her just kind of scoot around the floor and, and you know, right? start calling her Dustbuster. Reconnect all the various uh, um, uh, cat hairs and consolidate them in one place. <laughs> oh, okay. So anyway, yeah, but it's the, but that's, that's the thing is you have, you have these, you have these last episodes where maybe everything gets pulled in and it's all tied up in a bow. Mm -hmm. But like with Picard season three, there are some things that are left to pick up later, some threads that are left to pick up. And sometimes Mm -hmm. you don't get all of the answers to everything. Right. Um, Just like real life. I just realized I'm wearing my headphones backwards. I'm like, wait a minute. That doesn't sound, something doesn't sound right. (laughs) <laughs> getting old getting old anyway now I've only got it no there it is okay but yeah you get you get these you get these threads that kind of get left 
on the table. It's like, we're not going to answer everything. But you still have an audience that's left fairly satisfied. It's like, okay, I'm I'm good. I can walk away. If I never get anything ever again from this, I have what I need. Mm-hmm. And it's rare that you get that. Now, would you say... Would you say that Serenity does that for Firefly or no? I think Serenity does it for Firefly enough. Um, one of the one of the questions that we will never know the answer to is if the network had not aired the episodes out of order mm. um, and canceled it ahead of time, would Firefly have the cachet with the fans that it does? Yeah. And it is it is an example of a show that um I I really, really enjoyed watching it. I you know, I, I own the series, I go back and I watch it periodically. But it's like a lot of series that were canceled too soon. We never had the uh, we never had that terrible downside of a good thing going bad. Right. Yeah. It's, so this this, uh, it's, this went two seasons too long. Yeah, you know, right, and, and I think those. I'd like to think that that wouldn't be the case, but of course we don't live in that parallel universe where it's you know ran for five seasons and got three movies. Yeah, um, we got the one where it's one season, and we got a really solid movie. So I think that it 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 it's kind of like the it's kind of like the Peacekeeper Wars for Farscape. Sure, you want do you want more? Yes, I've been you know they've been. They've been promising me webisodes and Dargo, you know, next generation with Dargo's kid being the or or, or, or Crichton's kid, uh, Crichton and Aaron's kid, Dargo being the yeah. the main character. I mean, they've been promising me that now for a couple decades, and I'm really getting tired of waiting, you guys. <laughs> but I'm going to wait a little bit longer because you know. But I but I'm, even then, you know, I think that while they crafted a satisfying ending to the story. We also know that that was a season mm-hmm. that they condensed down to two hours. So there's a whole lot that we didn't get, um, but it's a satisfying. And that's on that was on my list is we, the show got canceled, but we got an ending, right? Because we got the we got the Peacekeeper Wars. Well, and and then you have Stargate, which did the same kind of thing because SG One went away, SG One mm-hmm. got canceled. After what 10, 10 seasons, eleven seasons, and you get a number of movies, and it mm-hmm. wraps up with the arc of truth, and then you get Continuum, which is just kind of there as as its own standalone thing, and it's it it leaves us in a place where everything you you have kind of an idea of what's happening next, mm-hmm. but. It doesn't have to, we don't have to go there. We don't have to see any more to know, okay, this is what's going to happen with these characters. And I think that's probably the, I don't know if that's necessarily the best outcome, but it's, it, it does give the fans their piece of ownership because they can imagine what happens next for them. Well, my head canon is X and so X and so. These people go off to get married. These people do this and that's and that and and whatnot. And then you can you can 
draw your own conclusions out of what what you got in the finale. Right. Whereas some finales, they wrap everything up, and you're like, well, I, that doesn't make any sense for that character. Why didn't they do this? So it's it's good to leave a few things oh, out well, there on the you, table. If you can leave something open-ended or imply, you know, there's there's something to be said for, and the story continues. When it when it plays outright, a uh, person of interest, yeah, um, particularly relevant these days in the age of Chat GPT and AI and all this other nonsense, guys, it's not artificial intelligence. It's not. Stop using that term. It's 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 not even machine learning, which is a term that I like to use instead. It's not even that. <clears throat> God, these are layman's terms. These are layman's terms, but the problem is, is that they are misleading in specific ways that are dangerous. Um, and that's that's another show. We that's can talk about that another show. Time. I think the whole thing is dangerous, but that's another show. Um, well, but the thing is the thing is is that you have something like Person of Interest where, you know, you're it's it's an action adventure show, mm-hmm. but its underlying premises there's an there's an, an actual functioning AI that's doing predictive huh and it's using facial recognition, another hot button issue, button issue to to basically do pre-crime yeah. investigations, right? And there's a the the core underlying theme of this show is a lot of lot, about a lot of things that you should be afraid of. But good news, our AI is the good kind. Yeah, and. I mean, it's it's a very nice thought, but of course, then you have an evil AI. Spoiler alert for personal interest: there's also an evil AI, and at the end, it's our heroes fighting against the evil AI and the fact that it has taken over a significant chunk of the darker side of the intelligence community to use as its minions, because there are people who are like, "I want to be, I want to be told what to do." by the machine because it's smarter than me and et cetera, et cetera. It leads to a very dramatic ending and characters die who you don't want to die. But their death matters and it also brings their story full circle Mm -hmm. to where they started with the show and how they end, but it's the choices they made to get there and what that decision to basically make a last stand that they know they can't win why they make that decision yeah the the the, the and the fact that the story isn't over because we it's a good ai <laughs> see i really enjoyed i really enjoyed the show I, I it's it's one of my favorite sort of um i hear ground, air quotes grounded uh, speculative yeah. fiction but I, at the same time, it is such a Pollyanna. Yeah, I hear, at... I hear, I hear good AI, and I sit there and I think, well, let's see, M five, Skynet, Hal. There is no good AI. But that's 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 the thing is that that there's a there's a episode in the show where you find out what it took to create a good AI, and you realize the body count that has happened because of this technology. Mm-hmm. And then you look at 
what the person who developed the AI, if you think of an A, if, if you want to think of an AI as a consciousness, it's not alive, right? It's a machine. Uh, actually, it's mostly code. But it's if it if it's a consciousness, this consciousness was tortured, yeah, to create this good AI, and so it's um, it's one of those shows that actually turned out to carry a lot more weight than I think any. I mean, it's 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 we've we've had evil computers and evil AI for you know what Colossus, the Forbin project. Oh yeah, lot. lot I mean, lots. it's been around for a while, but as the technology gets closer. Um, and get again, kids, we're not there yet, and we're not going to be for a long time because it's not AI. You know, you say it's not going to be for a long time, but I, I have, in my experience, I have, I have learned not to dismiss the possibility of technology hurtling forward oh, without I, any I... sense of, of, consequence and should we really be oh, doing oh. this oh, and i think we'll get that's there absolutely faster gonna than, happen yeah that's absolutely gonna happen the thing is and again this should be a different show but I'll, I'll i'll just say this um what people think of when they think of ai like in person of interest or skynet or the or colossus or hal or mm. any of that stuff um requires Things that we can't actually build right Yet. now, yeah, and it's going to take it's like going to take a while because I don't because the thing that's confusing people is that these these are predictive programs. So if you ask it a question, because it's been put all this information has been programmed in, yeah, it's making ultimately a very educated guess. And whatever it, and whatever that answer is to whatever question you put in there also has an inherent bias based on who programmed it. Well, but the thing is is what they what they're doing for these is they're scraping so much information that on one hand, I mean bias is always going to exist. On one hand, their data pool is so large that it does it does reduce bias. On the other hand, guys, it's a bunch of ones and zeros. It's not thinking, and it's not actually responding to you. Well, no, it's it's, it's not it's sentence, not sentient. It's not. It's, sentient. No, it's not. It's not sentient. But and the thing is that you can't you can't make this thing. If Elon Musk tells us he's got an AI that's going to run his spaceship to Mars. He's not telling you the truth, guys, because it's not going to happen. You know, I, I, I think it's, I think it's cute. I think he's going to say that at some point. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm... <laughs> I, and again, this is, this is a topic for another subject, another, another time. But I do think that it's cute that you think that, that there's no bias in there. Is, is not oh, that, is that much? No, no. There's, of course, there's bias in there. There's, there's because the original source material is going to have bias. Somewhere. I know, but you, you said there's, there's so much information it reduces the bias, and I was like, ah, oh, yeah, that's that. that Okay. Uh, let's see. Dave says, see, this is what happens when they closed all the radio shacks. We could have had so much cooler stuff if it was still around. <laughs> I, am, I am very pleased to say that in all the times that I went into a radio shack as I was growing up, there was nothing in there that would lead me to think I could create an artificial intelligence. Now, I, I never built an artificial intelligence, but 
I did I did pick up quite a few little switches and buttons and lights oh, yeah. and such for props for a for a movie computer. So sure. I got close, maybe. Well, I, I mean, yeah. Look, the the artificial intelligence is a neat idea, but humans don't understand how our br actual brains work <laughs> all the time. No. There's still a lot of mystery about this gray matter inside your head. Um, you know, it's because it's not a computer. It's not wetware. Mm -hmm. It's a it's a different thing. We don't we you cannot the the question of what is mind versus brain and then of course factor in if you believe in a soul right all of these things you, these are things that you can't you can't replicate in ones and zeros yeah it's not it's not a thing it's not a, and, and and it may never be a thing no and and you know what i don't know that i want to create i don't want to i don't want life. it to be a thing i don't want to be I mean, sure, they could be they could be fantastic and wonderful partners for us in the great in the great adventure that is life. Mm -hmm. Right. Could yes. be. All Maybe. Ha all hail our Google Masters, right? There's a lot of chat in the uh, a lot of talk in the chat about Stargirl and and it's it's truncated ending. The fact that it was uh, the fact that it was canceled and they got time to put something together, but there are those shows where. You can tell they're on a particular trajectory. Mm-hmm. Sure. And then the network cancels them. But we're going to give you a chance to wrap things up. And suddenly it's like, oh, crap. We got to do 12 seasons of stuff in two two episodes. Right. You know, and, and get all of that put together. Or it goes on too far. I mean, because you look at, like, was it season seven of Supernatural? Was that the Was it season seven where everyone was like, this is the end of the show? Yeah. The story yeah, has been told. Out. And then they got like what four or five more years, and it's like they did a total and, of fifteen. And then you get then you get to the end of this of the run, and <laughs> a, a a main character dies, and, and people were like, "What?" <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, and you look at um, you know fifteen years. That's that's a crazy amount of time to be on a show. Well, I mean, you know, hey, all power to you. That's if you got the 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 job security of fifteen years of, of. On the other hand, on the other hand, the days on a TV set shoot. Yeah, that's a brutal schedule to run for fifteen years if you're the main characters. Right. Well, that's, I mean, even I mean, even you look at something like the Star Trek uh, seasons, where you you had seven seasons. That's still, you know, that's a lot. Oh yeah, and and you know, some of them did get it. I mean, Enterprise got cut short, but you know, you look at something like Deep Space Nine, where you start to get into the arcs mm -hmm. and the you know the the overall thing. You know, everything starts to become serialized at that point. You have to not only maintain your pace as making the show. But you've got to carry whatever emotional weight that was in the last episode into this episode to the next episode. I mean, that takes a toll. Well, yeah. Well, not only that, when you think about your production schedules in those days, too, we have we have gotten very used to this model now where by the time the first episode of Stranger Things season whatever airs, everything's done. They yeah. aren't they aren't continuing to. 
they might make a last minute tweak. They're like, oh, hey, let's do this. But but the 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 stuff's in the can. Old network TV stuff. It was being produced like the week before. Yeah. And if you were a soap opera. The day of. The day the the day before or the day of and 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 yes I mean the 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 turnaround time on this stuff could be really really brutal TV acting for something like Deep Space Nine I think more so and definitely more so than Enterprise Deep Space Nine had the advantage of kind of being an ensemble cast mm-hmm. so you could have you could go over here and have uh, Bashir and and O'Brien doing the road to Cardassia and. Uh, <laughs> And that and 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 know that on that particular day, you know, um, you know, Ben Cisco was, you know, not having to be in his office, so right. someone got to sleep in. You know, I mean, it's you know, there's there's that stuff, and of course, you know, a, a good production team schedules that so you don't basically drive your cast into the ground. That's when you have the, that. That is. When you give your production manager and your first assistant director all the flowers and chocolates that you can. Oh, and and you and your actual line producer. Yeah. Not the executive producer, the actual producer who's there on set but making you, sure that things yeah. happen. But your production manager and your first AD are usually the ones that make the schedules. And you're oh like, yeah, yeah. Here, let me let me grease the skids here a little bit. <laughs> Let's make nice, though. And and mm-hmm. you know, Deep Space Nine's finale <clears throat> was inevitable. Mm-hmm. But there are there are aspects of it that kind of leave you. Mm, maybe maybe we want a little more, but you get a little bit of that in the books that follow. Well, and there's a there's a there's a um, comic series running right now. I think it's called Defiant. Yeah. Um, where Cisco is returns. Back. Yeah. And and it's it's inter- it's an interesting series because it's it it dives into some of the in star in Star Trek in the original series and in sort of the prophets they're the Bajoran gods but they're aliens and 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 the religious a lot of the religious entities in the original series were aliens and and so it's someone is murdering these godlike beings mm-hmm. as is the plot and so cisco and his team of it's an interesting mix of, of of people um go off to try and investigate and then that spins off to a wharf series it's got his own wharf series and so they're doing some interesting stuff there but and, and in, um, michael dorn's writing that isn't he yeah yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. So it's it's actually it's actually kind of a, a an interesting thing, but um, it's it considers what these characters would how characters would react when Cisco comes back and how he would be changed. Right. Right. So so yeah, it's that ending. It completes the story. But it's kind of like the Twin Peaks thing. To some degree, you want everyone in that crew to be happy. Mm-hmm. And the ending doesn't quite do that, does it? No, it doesn't. And I think it's what's what's doubly frustrating after the fact, you know, in hindsight, <clears throat> is when you look at some of the trivia and you look at some of the behind-the-scenes stuff, 
And the relationship between Kira and Odo, for example, mm-hmm. was something that the writers decided that they wanted to do. And Nana Visitor and Rene Abershonois both objected and said, this doesn't feel right for these characters. We'll do it. That's the script. But neither one of them wanted that whole relationship arc to be in there in the first place. So when you get to the end, when Odo goes off to the Great Link and he's healing his people and whatnot, and Kira goes off to do her thing, you're like, well, okay, this it's it's a completion for the story. Mm-hmm. But it's not satisfying once you know. And again, this uh, us, us in this business, tr- casual people who are just watching the show just to watch the show, they don't know anything about any of this stuff. Right. But you sit there and you go, you know, it it kind of hits different when you know the backstory and right. the behind no, the scenes a- stuff. And you know, sometimes I'm thinking, you know, it would be nice just to be a fan and not know any of this stuff. Well, I think that's a challenge for what we do. Was yeah. that they're they're like watching something as just a viewer and watching someone as an analyst or a critic. Mm. And I, there are times I can separate the two and, and, or at least compartmentalize the push, push the critic guy over here. Yeah. Um, it's like, it's like when I want, once saw the movie us, you know, Jordan Peele's us loved it while I was watching the movie. And as I'm walking out to my car, the critic voice is going, yeah, but you know, that part didn't make a lick of sense. Yeah, right. Um, and the thing is, is that it didn't stop me from enjoying the movie because I was able to put, I was able to muffle that thing. But then there's that part going, yeah, but you know, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> Let's let me enjoy the thing. For a minute. Mazur says, uh, DS9 had a weird overall plot arc and flow. So did Cisco suddenly drinking the Kool-Aid, becoming possessed by the prophets at the end and vanishing, leaving a son of praying white. He he wasn't possessed. He wasn't possessed by the prophets. He was taken into the celestial temple. He was basically spirited away by the by the aliens in the wormhole. And well, he's and he's I, not it, he's not dead. It's an interesting thing because again we come back to this weird because Star Trek doesn't always play in the religious space very well. Right. And there's a certain amount where there's a certain amount of mysticism that goes into the whole, the prophets and all of that. And I think that they, they mostly thread a pretty good path through these are aliens and yet they're religious figures and, Mm -hmm. and you know, the spiritualism aspects of it. Um, Because of course there's a, there's good and evil in these, in these entities. Right. So you've got this battle. Um, And I think that in, in the pretty secular universe of Star Trek, um, they didn't. It was it was an interesting thing to do, and I think they handled it pretty well. Um, I, I but think... there is a certain amount of, and and, it, and one of the issues with the Lost ending, the last season of Lost, is that it turned into a kind of a fight between good and evil at the end, mm. and and mystical powers, right? right? Um, I think I think DS9 definitely pulled it off a lot better than Lost did. 
but I think it's also an interesting it's an, it's an interesting kind of departure from a lot of what we were getting from other Star Trek shows, yeah. which DS9 was already doing. It was yeah. it was yeah. doing more serialized storytelling. It was telling a well, quote unquote darker story. I think when you have when you have the fact that these are aliens, that's one. They're mm. a, the aliens are being worshipped as gods by the Bajorans. Now, Cisco mm -hmm. brings an outsider's perspective, and, right. and Jadzia is like, "Yeah, well, they're they're aliens, you know, it's, it's whatever." But as you go through those seven years, when Cisco is is dealing with them, and now suddenly he's this emissary, he's like, "Oh, what crap? What what is what, what am I supposed to be doing here?" It is, this right. is yeah. you know this, all this religious mumbo jumbo thing, but. There's a there's a piece of that where Cisco starts to realize that whatever these aliens are, they have a relationship with the Bajorans. And it's mostly a positive one. And it's mostly a positive one. And for whatever reason, these aliens are, have the best interests of the Bajorans in, in mind. Who knows? Maybe they're ascended Bajorans. Maybe they're a, maybe they're an ancient race of Bajorans that you know evolved or or whatnot, like the like the Organians, yeah. you know. Right, sure. But it's it's that aspect of it that I think Cisco can latch on to and say, okay, yes, they're aliens, but they're benevolent benevolent aliens that for some reason have taken an interest in this people on this planet. And they're on my side in this conflict. <laughs> yeah, and that's so, well, I th that, and that's his entry point, and right, that's yeah. his art, and that's where he ends up at the end, where because you know, yes, they're aliens, and yes, he gets visions, and the visions, he's like, oh, now I get it, I understand what it is that I'm supposed to do here with this thing and this tablet and this device, and go to these caves, and here it is, because ultimately, it's about defeating the Paul Wraiths. Right, yeah, and they I think have, that they, uh, they have to find a champion. But yeah, but I mean, and again, this, this, there, you can. I think if you wanted to quibble here, it, it would be that it came back down to good spirit fighting bad spirit. Um, but it works much, much better in the context of Deep Space Nine than again going back to Lost, where it ends up being this fight between these two immortal brothers. Mm -hmm. It's like I don't care about these two immortal brothers. Yeah, I want, I want the answer to the mystery of the polar bear. <laughs> Why don't you give me the answer to the polar bear? You know? So yeah. I, I think that I and I think that what um what Star Trek has shown is that when the shows end, that doesn't necessarily mean the story for those characters end. Mm -hmm. So you've got the books, you've got the comics, um, you've had, you know, Picard season three was essentially a sequel to a number of shows. Right. I mean, primarily Next Generation, but it served as a sequel uh, in part between um, Prodigy. Uh, you got Prodigy and, and Star Trek Picard. You got Voyager sequels yeah. or Voyager, the story of the Voyager characters carrying on. Um, you know, Enterprise, Too Far in the Past. Um, I'm sure that, you know, whatever whatever happens to when, when Discovery comes to an end, there's probably going to be something that's going to pull in a character over here. And they'll end up doing a thing. I mean, because there's you you can do that with Star Trek shows. You can right. have you can have crossovers and reconnections, which enables you to keep if you felt like the story ended in a way that was not complete. Yeah. All it's gotten to and, the point where it's almost organic to be able to have another Star Trek show go, 
Oh yeah. Well, here's the answer to that. <laughs> well, and and the other aspect to that, and and maybe at some point we should do a show on shared universes where, you know, you have Deep Space Nine technically as a spinoff to Next Generation, but you have sure. Picard in the pilot episode, and you have. You know, occasionally you'll have uh, characters that show up that were in Next Generation or, you know, vice versa in this, you know, like Q or Luoxana Troy or whatnot. And Voyager starts at Deep Space Nine and goes off to that and brings in people like Barkley. Mm hmm. <coughs> Excuse me. But man, Harry Kim needed a promotion. You know, I was a little disappointed that we haven't had him come back in any of these shows yet there's there's i mean i i completely get robert beltran not wanting to come back um he he did he had a lot of issues during the the shooting of voyager um well that wasn't that wasn't why he didn't come back well he's also he's also got stuff apparently going on with prodigy well he's doing the stuff with prodigy and he's happier Mm -hmm. with that because apparently uh, I'm fighting another sneeze. Apparently, they wanted him back. They invited him back for Picard season two. Right. Yeah. And and for the alternate universe. Yeah. Arc and and he turned down that role. And I honestly, I don't blame him. Um, oh, I don't blame him either because while it would have been nice to have seen him and being an alternate version of a character, I, I would you know be able to sit there and go, okay, that's what happens to the alternate version. I. He's a character who I, when that show was on the air, um, I had a friend of mine uh, who's Native American. Did a ama- he's an artist and did dr- built drums. Uh-huh. We, met, we met him in college. And he's beautiful. Did beautiful stuff. And he used to tour all over the country, um, um, making drums. And it, we stayed in touch after college. And we were talking on the phone. And he was like, "God, I hate this character." He is just so, he's just so TV Indian. Yeah. And, and giving, I, I would love to see Beltran have a chance to actually pay, play Chakotay as somebody who was not be written as a character who had some depth and wasn't just, here is our Indian character. Yeah. Cause that's, and, and it, he, I'm not knocking his performance. I'm knocking the writing. He's he was he did not have a, a well written character, and I think that um, while some of the characters, and I, I had I had problems with Voyager early on for a lot of the characters being written thin, and that happens in TV shows, right? Sometimes right, I mean, it's just, right. and as the show went along, you know, you a lot of these characters got fleshed out and became much stronger characters, and I don't think the writers ever got a good take on Chakotay. Well, and and that that the whole thing with Chakotay and 7 of 9, you know, that's another that's another romance. Of, it's like, well, yeah, you know, guys, like, I mean, do you really need to do that? Because they had started setting it up setting up Chakotay and Janeway. Which honestly, if they had done that, then maybe they would have spent some time working on his character and so given Robert Beltran something to do. Yeah. Because he's just he's he's one of those actors who I mean the guy's talented guys don't let him just stand there in the shot, right? Give him some character work. Come on, 
yeah, it was it was it's and it, it was one of my frustrations with with Voyager overall in that I I think Voyager played it safe too often. And admittedly, this is the show where we get, you know, people evolving into stupid things and past <laughs> warp ten. But I mean, this is this is a show that never allowed and, and I realized this is the if you made Voyager today, it would look a lot more like Battlestar Galactica mm. than it than it because it's an inherently dark and scary concept. Yeah. Yeah, you is. are you 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 can only repair your ship so much. Well, and and somebody mentioned uh, uh, Stargate Universe wanting to see more of Stargate Universe, and I and 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 that's the exact objection that I had to Star Trek uh, to Stargate Universe when it first came out because I'm I'm looking at this show, and one. I'm already annoyed because Atlantis got canceled in order to make room for for universe. That's that's the beginning of this. Sure. But also, I'm looking at this. I'm thinking, I've seen this show already, twice, sure. three yeah. times. <laughs> Lost in Space, Battlestar Galactica, Star Trek Voyager. I was like, it's... I've seen this show. You sure, can't do anything is... new with this. Well, the thing is, is that you can do something new with it. It just takes extra effort yeah. because it's a, it's. It's a couple hundred years old. Yeah. In terms and, of the story. Actually, it. it's, it's older than that. It's, um, it's Odysseus. Yeah. It's the, but, it's... but in terms of, of when that show came out, when Universe came out. Sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We, we'd had that. We had that. Well, and I, I, I mean, think that those is... three, those three had just, we had just had those because Lost in sure. Space was, the, we had the movie versions of Lost in Space. Mm hmm. And Battlestar Galactica, you know, the reboot of Battlestar Galactica had happened, Voyager had happened, and now here comes Stargate Universe. It's like, hang on, why are you doing this? Because they're trying yeah. to keep the Stargate, Stargate shows alive yeah. in a time when they were losing, when they were not drawing in numbers. Yeah. Uh, JR's making a comment about, about uh, Hollywood handling Native Americans and, and religion. One show that I think has done a really good job. And this is from an outsider's perspective. I think my grandfather was part Cherokee. So one, one show that has done really well handling the native American culture was Longmire. Mm -hmm. Longmire was an excellent show and really gives you a good sense of the, the line that's drawn between the United States and the reservation mm -hmm. and what kind of conflict is there, what kind of tension is there because of who's, who's who and what kind of responsibilities there are. It really does, really does play that out uh, really well. So if you're, if you're interested in all seeing a, a interesting take on, and this is a rare thing to, for me to say, an interesting take on the zombie movie, and you've not seen you've not seen Blood Quantum, um, where uh, Native Americans have a resistance to the zombie virus, and so when the zombie virus tears through, they are not as completely wiped out as everybody around them. So the reservation becomes a sanctuary. Yeah. 
and it's a zombie movie, so there's lots of blood and, and zombies being killed, and and uh, it's I I enjoyed it quite a bit. I think it, I think it, I thought it was very clever. You know, you're talking about talking about Robert Beltran. Um, maybe we should look at actors who got shortchanged by their characters. Oh yeah, by, or, or got shortchanged by their writers. You know, cast mm-hmm. casts that didn't get what they needed. Uh, in in terms of decent story and writing there's, and yeah, such, there's, there's a there's a there's a few of those. And, and I think in fairness, I think there's there's something that's interesting that I'm I, you know the early reviews for for the new Indiana Jones film are are very mixed. And but I was thinking about this. It's like, okay, I'm going to watch it and decide whether or not I like it. Right? I mean, that's just how sure. this stuff works. Right. Um, but again, you and I are old enough to remember when sequels were rare yeah, and most sequels were nowhere near as good as the original thing. And this idea that somehow the next film in the series is going to be as good. Like when did this happen? When did we think the next film in this, did you guys not see Jaws two? Did you? Well, I mean, (laughs) You know, and it's and it's really a shame that Highlander never got another movie. But um, well, but the thing is that sometimes one and done is 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 enough. It is right. Well, see, and what got us thinking that the next one was going to be as good or better was The Empire Strikes Back, which is completely unfair to hold any film up to that. And admittedly, Godfather Two is strong. Yeah. But well, in Superman Two, right? But I mean, even if you look on the horror side of things, people. You, a lot of people look at Halloween one and two as the superior films in in the series, but you forget that John Carpenter didn't want to make Halloween two. He had no intention of making a sequel, and they basically were like, "Here's a lot of money." He's like, "Well, fine," and I mean the, this idea this idea that we have to have and I, and I'm not saying I don't like sequels. We got we we've gotten a bunch of Star Trek films that are of varying quality, a bunch of Star Wars films that are of varying sure. quality, yeah. and some there's something there for most audiences, right? Yeah. But the thing is, is that I'm like I I I'm sure I'm not going to enjoy. I can't enjoy the new Indiana Jones movie more than I enjoyed Raiders of the Lost Ark because I saw it in the theater. I'm spoiled. <laughs> there's no there's there, I mean even if I sit there and go okay I had fun. It 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 legitimately can't be as good as the first one, and it's un. Why would you expect it to be? What what arcane magic do you think that Harrison Ford thirty four? four <clears throat> Lots of years later, four decades later, is going to be able to make you feel the same way. Yeah, that's a lovely thought, but okay, whatever. Yeah. So. Eh. <laughs> All right, so uh, that that brings us to our hour, folks. If you have uh, if you have series that had very satisfying finales, or even if you had ones that that kind of felt you know fell short, didn't quite make it over the finish line, um, if you if you want to share those with us uh, in the comments or send us an email h two o sci fi for me com. And if you have topics that you would like to suggest for us to cover, uh, that email address is on all the time. And I do read all of the emails. I don't read the spam emails, but I read everything that comes from people who are actually really people. 
So, you know, it, or you can sign up for our Discord server. Uh, the link is in the notes, so you can you can connect with us over there. And uh, there are all sorts of social media channels where you can connect with us as well. And all the video platforms and, and the podcast platforms, everything. I mean, there's all sorts of ways that you can talk to us. And we do invite you to avail yourselves of that because we don't hear from you enough, folks. And we would like to. As we get closer to episode 350, after a while, we kind of run out of steam. Y'all need to come up with some ideas for us to talk about because we could sit there. To, uh, you know, you know, 350 times we've had the conversation. What are we talking about? Well, except we actually still have stuff on that list, I think. Uh, I think we do, yeah. We, we are dangerously prepared. That's clearly... We've that, actually been replaced by, we are actually uh, uh, AI rendered AI versions, of ourselves. versions of ourselves. We, because uh, clearly we have a plan and that's, that's not like us. So we I, can't I need to, that. I need to find that list by the way. <laughs> that would be good. Don't lose the list or we actually, well, I, I sent you, I sent you a copy. So you, yeah. You and have, and we, we, we come up with a few things. Uh, well, just even tonight we come up with a few things we can talk about. So. Yeah. So we will, we will uh, circle back to another topic next week and we do invite you to join us for that. In the meantime, check out all of the rest of the videos that we've got here tomorrow uh, afternoon, 1 PM Eastern live from the bunker. Um, we've got a money edition on Thursday. I don't know what I'm talking about tomorrow uh, An open line Friday. And then, uh, Good morning, Multiverse. Saturday morning, no, uh, no ranker pit this week. It's on next week. So that's the that's the lineup. All right, that's it for us tonight, folks. Thanks very much for being here. Send us an email. Leave us a comment. Share the link. All that good stuff and whatnot. Let's let's confuse the algorithm. Make people think that you actually like us. We're popular. Good night, everybody. This has been a presentation of Sci-Fi For Me Radio, copyright 2023, by Flaming Dog Media, LLC. All rights reserved. No portion of this program may be retransmitted without the express written consent of Flaming Dog Media. You're listening to Sci-Fi For Me Radio.